Episode 12 of Vicious Talk with Benny P is a two-part podcast with my good friend and former roommate, Mike Monahan. In part one, Mike and I discussed his job in the legal industry and provided some great advice and insight, I believe, into a popular career field for college students and other young individuals. So before we dive into our conversation, I'd like to thank you all who have subscribed to the podcast here on SoundCloud. I'm hoping to complete the necessary steps to get on iTunes and Spotify soon. But in the meantime, please continue to listen to Vicious Talk with Benny P here on SoundCloud.com slash Vicious Talk. Feel free to leave any comments or suggestions you may have, and please don't hesitate to contact me if you'd like to join me for an episode. But without further ado, let's dive into episode 12 of the Vicious Talk podcast with Benny P, starring my guest and good friend, Mike Monahan. So today's guest on the Vicious Talk podcast is a great friend of mine. We both graduated from the College of the Holy Cross back in 2016, and we actually lived together for a year in Boston for um, right after we graduated at uh, Holy Cross, and we uh, were in Brighton, Massachusetts, right outside the city of Boston. Uh, my friend graduated in philosophy at College of the Holy Cross, um, and he actually got into the legal field right out of college. Uh, his first job after graduating, and the one he still holds today, is a corporate paralegal position with the top law firm in Boston, actually, uh, Ropes and Gray, and we'll be talking about that, but we're also going to be talking about, maybe in a second episode, I'll probably split these first two up to uh, try to make these podcasts about 30 minutes each, um, but we're going to talk about some of his other career ambitions, um, some of his passion projects he has currently in his head. Um, and, uh, we're going to have some new segments, hopefully, um, that I'll include on the podcast as well. Uh, so we're going to have some fun and we're going to be catching up cause we haven't really, uh, been able, been able to talk too much since I left Boston, uh, over a couple months ago. Uh, but without further ado, Mike Monahan is my guest today. Uh, Mike, how's it going? Hey Ben, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, man. I'm happy to have you. Uh, Mike was actually one of the first people that, kind of knew about my idea to start this podcast, um, and he was always really supportive, and I was really happy to uh, try to get this this episode specifically in, in motion because um, we've been having a lot of ideas um, that can, we came up together um, for what we could talk about here. Um, but as Mike knows, the main angle of the Vicious Talk podcast is to mainly talk about different career fields and, and lines of work for um, individuals currently maybe in college or just individuals who are considering different lines of work. And um, I'm hoping that we could answer some unanswered questions for people um, who don't really know exactly too much about different career fields and what, they, what the possibilities lie ahead for them. Um, and that's why I'm kind of happy to bring Mike on because Mike works in a, a, a field currently that a lot of people consider, um, a lot of people want to get into the legal industry and uh, Mike's doing well um, over at Ropes and Gray LLP out in Boston. He works in the Prudential Center. <laughs> and uh, so, Mike, um, so my first question is, what, what kind of made you get interested in, in, in going to Ropes and Gray? What made you interested in, in law? And, and were there, did you have any influences or um, 
were there any individuals that kind of steered you towards this direction or did you, you just kind of thought this was um, going to be a good fit for you? Um, so, uh, you know, when I started out at Holy Cross, you know, I originally actually wanted to get into, uh, the medical field and, you know, I've taken a couple classes. I realized, you know, I didn't think it was me and I kind of bounced around and started, you know, talking to people, um, and eventually ended up in philosophy. And then I was starting to look at, you know, what can I really do with a philosophy degree? Cause you know, at the time I'm thinking like, you know, I'm not going to be a philosophy professor. There's no way I want to go back and teach. So I started looking into different, um, fields that, you know, might be applicable for what I kind of the skills I gained in college and so people who you know don't really know much about philosophy pretty much the main skills you get out of it is like analysis critical reading um being able to tackle problems uh looking at it from like different perspectives and one of the career options that I found was um law and paralegal aspect uh was interesting to me because I didn't really know too much about what it meant to be working in um, a law field. Like I thought, you know, if you go into law, you're going to be like a trial lawyer or something that you see on like law and order or suits, something like that. And I didn't really know too much about it. So I wanted to kind of get my feet wet a little bit and just see what it was like to be in a, you know, legal environment um, in a, in that career field. Um, and I'm still, you know, trying to get a better sense of the different paths um, you could take within law because, like I said, I didn't know too much about it. I'm in corporate, like you, uh, like you said in the beginning. Um, so I specialize in private equity and private investment funds. Um, and really, for me, getting into paralegal work was more of a. I wanted like an eye-opening experience. I wanted to test the waters. I wanted to really kind of get a feel for what it would be like to kind of be surrounded by, you know, people in the legal field because, you know, I thought it was going to be stuffy suits. And to some degree, you know, it's a very serious environment. However, it's, um, it was, it's been very different than what I thought it was going to be. Um, I'm learning a lot about both the business aspects of law and also, um, you know, business in general. So pretty much like how companies are formed, um, you know, the actual background work that goes into kind of deals, mergers and acquisitions, buyouts, um, forming companies, dissolving companies. And I found that all really kind of interesting just from a um, kind of starting point of this is what, you know, needs to be done for companies and businesses to get started. And it's for me right now, it's kind of opened me up to both you know, what I could do in the legal field, but also if I want to transition into, you know, the business side, I'm having experiences now that I could, you know, possibly transition into, say, I want to go to business school or do something more in that field. I have a little bit more insight in what I'd be getting into. So I guess in short, I just kind of want, I didn't know much about it and I wanted just to see what it is. And, you know, I'm about a year and a half in and I'm still kind of, you know, figuring out what other aspects of law it is because, you know, there's litigation, there is, uh, there's corporate, which is what happened. There is real estate debt. Um, and I'm just kind of trying to soak all of it up yeah. and yeah, go ahead. figure it out. Yeah. 
it, it's it's really uh, valuable the kind of experience you had over at Ropes and Gray. Sometimes I know we were living together, and there were some times that the the job didn't really it wasn't really getting like it wasn't scratching the itch you were you were you were having for what you wanted to study and what you wanted to get into. But I know that you've enjoyed a lot of different aspects of it as well, um, and I think that people who look at going into law often think that they got to go to law school right out of undergrad or at least like soon out of undergrad. And I think that the people kind of undervalue the value of gaining some work experience in a private firm such as I mean, you're working in a great firm at Ropes and Gray. Um, but, I mean, just, just kind of getting your, your feet wet, like you said, is extremely important to kind of understand what you're getting into. So, I mean, if you want to spend – thousands and thousands of dollars uh, on law school, you, it, it's not the smartest decision if you don't know what you're going to be getting into. Um, because if you go to law school and you have an idea of what kind of law you want to study, it's a lot more, it's a lot easier to kind of point your education in a certain direction, I think. Um, and so, and then also like for me, I got into a, a, a paralegal assistant position um, working at a law firm as well. And I, I kind of realized that I didn't really want to go to law school um, after this job, and like you said, you, you're thinking about business school, and and people, some people think that you have to go to law school to work in the legal industry, but there's a lot of people that work at these law firms or work in, in, in various different fields in law and, and subcategories, and they don't have a law degree, but they have maybe a business degree, or they just went to college, and or they didn't even, maybe they didn't even go to college, and they're doing well um, working in different areas of law, and, and it. The, the, the field of the legal industry is so vast that there's so many different aspects of what you could get in, d different areas you could get into. Um, and I think that the work experience that you and I both gained in it um, at, at a firm um, that we like, like, we, like we did over in Boston, and I think is super important um, to kind of understand what, what you're looking at. Would you agree? Yeah, actually, I, I mean, I 100% agree with you on that. And what you said earlier about, you know, getting some experience, you know, if there's one thing I can recommend to people who graduate is, and this is, you know, this is kind of been told by everyone who's already in the working field now who's already graduated. But, you know, if you're interested in something, you know, try it out, um, especially if it's something like um, that might require additional schooling down the road. So like for law school, um, I I remember I was in a uh, there was a um, a meeting at Holy Cross where a bunch of alumni who were lawyers um, they came in and just kind of talked to some of the students who showed up just to get some insight on what their daily lives were like and you know the process that they went through to get to where they are and one of the biggest uh, points that they made was if you're not dead set on going to law school if you're not 100 percent sure that it's what you want to do don't do it. Um, and I thought that was really kind of off-putting and weird because, you know, these lawyers who are coming back to Holy Cross and, you know, I thought they were supposed to tell us about how awesome, like, their lives were and being lawyers and, you know, just making it, I guess. But what they really, um, what they really wanted to kind of emphasize was, you know, find something that if you're interested, get some experience. Definitely kind of flesh out why you're interested in law yeah, exactly. because a lot of yeah a lot of people I, I feel like they'll apply to graduate school and particularly law school because they think like, oh well I'll do it and then I'll have a law degree and which which is great because you can do so many things with a law degree however you know like you said 
It's a huge investment and it's a huge commitment. And, you know, it's, yes, if you graduate, you'll have something that can take you places. That's it's true. However, it's, it's something you need to, you know, really kind of look within yourself. Like, is this something that I really want to commit to? Is this something I really want to invest all this money into? Um, and what do I want to do with it? And if you don't really have those answers, maybe taking a position that, you know, working at a clerk's office or working in a, at a law firm or something to kind of open your eyes up to why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this is something I would say is incredibly valuable for figuring out what you might want to do down the road. Cause you know, you were working over at Holland night and now you realize, Hey, this is something I don't want to pursue, which is totally fine because you know, it's, it's not something for everybody, but at least you have the experience to know what you wanted in life and what you didn't. And Hey, now you're 11 episodes deep in your podcast. Congratulations again. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And you know, even if it's not like law is not something that you know you find out you don't want to do, it's going to really bring to your attention what do I want to do. So it's you might not you know for me I'm still figuring it out. I'm still kind of debating whether or not law school is you know, something in the future or not. Um, but having that experience of knowing why or why not you want to uh, continue pursuing something is more valuable than anything i say yeah I, I i can't agree more um i mean we're we're talking about a lot of macro ideas here and and, and gaining that experience it work experience out of college i think is extremely valuable um i think it's important to kind of dive into some fields that you think are possible eventual careers for you um and i think that throwing as many darts as possible and hoping one sticks is, is a strategy that a lot of college students can benefit from because sometimes people kind of want to limit themselves by going to graduate school. And, I'm, and it sounds kind of funny saying you're limiting yourself by going to grad school, but in a sense you are because if, if you don't have any work experience and you don't have any direction necessarily in what you're going to be doing in your career, um, maybe 10 years down the road, five years down the road, if you're going to graduate school, you're limiting yourself to kind of what if you're if you're studying you're just doing general studies you're not really thinking about what you want to get out of it and i think that mm -hmm. that's really a good motivator um if you're going to go to graduate school um in terms of what you if you want something specific out of graduate school um knowing what it is like ha by have through having the, the career ex the career experience the the work experience um is extremely beneficial i think but yeah, so let's get into some of the micro details, I guess. So if you decide um, something is for you or you decide you want to try something out, um, there's always the execution of your idea. So, Mike, I wanted to ask you some of the specifics of how you ended up happening upon this great job because Mike's, Mike's job is extremely impressive on paper, and <laughs> he, he's, he's doing really well at, at one of the top law firms in, in Boston. And um, I kind of wanted to ask you, I never really even actually got this chance after we lived together for that whole year. How did you end up finding this opportunity at Ropes and Gray? Um, and then can you mind, do you mind talking about how you found it um, and then how you kind of executed um, a good interview um, and how the interview process went with them? Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, I had a bunch of internships previous to, um, you know, my now full-time job 
in um, the legal field, I was, you know, uh, intern at a couple law, uh, at uh, Ballard Performance Sports and Planet Fitness. So I, I had a sense of, I knew that's something I might want to get into eventually. Um, and then, honestly, it was networking. Um, so my my mom, she used to work for uh, Duncan Brands, and they worked very closely with uh, Robes and Gray. Um, and she had a friend who was at Ropes. He was um, a partner who actually just recently retired. And it honestly just started off with, hey, if you're interested, why don't you go pick this guy's brain? Go have, you know, see if you can set an informational interview with him. Just kind of sit down, talk to him, see what he does, see what the actual environment's like. And, you know, if it's something you want to pursue, ask him about how you can actually go about applying for the job. So I did that. Um, so this was... This was early on in our senior year. Um, so I went down and I met this guy. Uh, his name is Wynn Minot. Phenomenal guy. Really interesting man. Incredibly smart. Like, um, Pretty sure went to Harvard undergrad and Harvard law. Um, but incredibly nice guy. And we just had like a genuine, real conversation of what do you do? Like, what, what, is, um, what is it like to work in? you know, a corporate law environment. And he just kind of sat down with me and you know, I had my notebook out and he just kind of ran through his day. And I asked him, so what's a paralegal position? Um, and I thought it'd be similar to like being an intern at the other um, jobs I had. And it was to some degree, but um, from talking to him, meeting some of the associates who worked for him and also just being in the Prudential Center, um, I just, I really loved the environment there. So getting into the whole interview process, um, after I had this conversation with Wynn, um, he said, yeah, if you, if you want to apply here, this is the person you should re- reach out to, um, you know, send me your resume. Um, and, you know, I did the next week and the process was, well, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure how it is compared to other, um, other companies and other firms since ropes and gray was honestly my only real interview. I applied to like two other jobs, but ropes was only the only firm that, you know, responded to me and said, Hey, you know, actually come into the interview, you know, we like your resume. Um, so after I got past the first step of them, you know, reviewing my resume and, you know, looking my, at my credentials, um, I met with my now supervisor, um, so sat down with her for about 45 minutes and, you know, asked the typical questions of, you know, why do you want to do this? Why ropes? Um, you know, what do you think you can offer to the table? I guess similar questions to what you would expect when you're like applying to like high school colleges, like why here? Why us? What are you going to contribute? Um, so in terms of preparation, um, you know, always look into the history of where you're applying, you know, when they started, who started it, what their values are. Um, for ropes, um, I looked into some of their awards that they had, how many offices they have, how many pro bono hours um, that the associates put in, um, you know, pro bono being uh, taking on projects and cases um, for free, essentially, like charitable work. Um, and that was a big turn on for me because, you know, my original understanding of a law firm is, 
you know, suit and tie, you know, grind it out, kind of get your work done. But a lot of the associates at Ropes um, put in tons of hours in pro bono. So for me, that was like, okay, these these people are human. Like, it's not just, you know, people, it's not just, you know, suit and tie, like, doing work. It's actual, you know, individuals who are trying to contribute something and not just try to, you know, you know, make money. And I really, I really like that personally. Yeah. Um, so after the initial interview, um, I got a second round and the second round was interviewing with five, uh, paralegals who are already at the firm for about half an hour each. And they pretty much all asked the same questions and all the questions were very similar to the first round of, um, why us, why here, but also some curveballs just to see like how you think. One of the ones I remember was, um, would you rather finish a project late but have it 100% done, or would you rather uh, turn it in on time but have it not be completely finalized? And after, you know, well, first, I kind of weaseled my way out of that. I kind of went down the middle. I said, you know, if you have a time frame, you know, you should be able to meet that deadline by that deadline. Pretty much kind of what they want to hear. However, after, you know, talking to these people after I got the position, there's no real right answer for that. They just kind of want to see how you think. They want to, you know, see the process of you looking at a a difficult situation. Yeah. And they want to see how you process that. Yeah, I think that kind of applies to a lot of curveball questions. Like, there's always, like, mm-hmm. I, heard, I heard one question um, – I heard some. I was talking to um, someone about uh, sports management um, interviews, and somebody had a, a, an interview with with a uh, sports organization. I was talking to this, uh, one of the students at uh, University of San Francisco in their sports management program, and the interview question was, "Just tell me a joke." That's how they started off the interview. Tell me a joke. <laughs> and so I think just kind of yeah, they're, they're trying to get a read of how you think and, and kind of what what your thought process is in, in, in how you fit in with the culture of, of where they are working. Because like you said, you're working with them at the very least nine to five. So it's like, um, you kind of just have to be confident, I think, in, in those answers. Yeah, um, I agree with you on that. All right, Mike, let's go into, uh, I want to ask you, what's your, uh, what's your daily routine look like for people considering a paralegal position um, in a major law firm? What are some of your main, main responsibilities over at Ropes and Gray? Okay. Um, so, um, I work in private equity and private investment funds in, um, the corporate branch of, um, my firm. So on any given day, I could be asked to form a new company or help dissolve a new company. So this is all just, uh, various certificates and paperwork that you can acquire through, um, the secretary of state's office for whatever state you're trying to form said entity in. Um, there's also other outside um, companies we call vendors who we work with very closely who help um, they can both provide us the reform um, documents, so pretty much blank copies, and they also help us with filing them in the respective states that we're trying to work with. Um, so it's that. Um, and I, I'm i now working more in the private investment fund uh, side. Um, so I will help with um, clients uh, will come to us who are trying to uh, set aside money in certain investment funds with other investment um, 
investment management companies who um, we work with. Sometimes we are their legal counsel. Um, sometimes we work with their legal counsel. Um, so a lot of my work is supportive work. Um, so, um, and then, you know, managing documents, keeping, um, the versions updated, pretty much tracking which documents are completed, what's not. Um, and now, um, at the closing, so pretty much once everything is done, signed, everyone shook hands and yep, we're good here, putting together, um, pretty much, a thick ass binder of all the, uh, Am I allowed to swear on this? No. Yeah, you're good. It's it's a podcast. So okay. You can you right. say whatever hey. you like. All right, your podcast, your rules. Um, <laughs> and pretty much it's like putting together like a, a a thick binder of everything, all the documents that you know were signed, everything that um was necessary for the actual transaction, um, sending out to clients, um, after the end, um, and that's on the private investor side. I also do tax review. Um, as exciting as that sounds. Um, so we'll have clients who are also trying to get into certain investment funds and, um, there's a process called, um, uh, KYC, know your client. And pretty much it's a super background check on these people to see, you know, person A is trying to put $50 million, say into this certain investment fund. I need to go do a background check on this person to make sure they're not you know, laundering money for ISIS or they're not involved with the mob, stuff like that. Um, so it goes through, I use a certain program that goes through like uh, Interpol Most Wanted, FBI Most Wanted, all these different da- databases um, that could possibly have results on these individuals who we are working with. So I'll do that. I'll review stuff like W-9s, which are just tax withholding forms, how much money is being withheld. Um, and the other um, various W forms for like domestic versus international um, or foreign uh, entities and individuals. And um, so I, I do this in bulk about, you know, four times a year. So once per quarter. Um, and, you know, I'll, after I get all those tax documents reviewed and all the uh, know your client documents um, compiled, same thing as, you know, the closing of the private investment funds were putting together a big ass binder, pretty much keeping track of everything, making sure everyone checks out. Um, and in general, it's a lot of organizational work. It's a lot of tracking. It's a lot of analysis, review, um, drafting of documents. Um, yeah, it sounds, it sounds yeah. really meticulous in, 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 in terms of it what can you be. do, but... Um, it can be. Yeah. But it's definitely some important, some important work in terms of that's that's kind of what I mean. It, it, law firms like Ropes and Gray they handle some of those major transactions like you're talking about. And uh, although your specific work is can be meticulous, like like what I just said, the overall um, outcome of what you're doing, like when when the attorneys you're working for ultimately finish and finalize these deals, it's it's making a pretty major impact. Um, and so would you say that's kind of one of the more rewarding things you get to see with your job now? Yeah. Um, you know, one, I, one of the most rewarding, um, uh, deals I was on, um, was, it was something called a, uh, a block trade. Um, and pretty much, um, in a nutshell, it was, you know, how you can go to like the stock exchange and, or, you know, buy, you know, stock and shares online. 
what a block trade is is essentially the equivalent of going to like a BJ's or like a wholesale. You pretty much buy tons of shares in bulk at a reduced cost. And I, I was really interested about this because um, I, I just knew nothing about it. Um, so I got uh, I was lucky enough to get involved with one of this company, and it was you know a bunch of big time banks um, who were all on the phone. And it, it was kind of cool. It was kind of similar to like what you think of old school like Wall Street was like people shouting at each other with like I'll I'll give you like you know like fifty thousand shares for like uh, twenty two dollars per share and like the normal share let's just say twenty five bucks and then someone else was like no nah, I'll do like you know seventy five like seventy five thousand shares and I'll I'll pay you like twenty three bucks per share and you know I'm making up these numbers but <laughs> it was really cool it was really cool to like hear all this go down in the span of like five minutes you know um our clients who was also on the phone um pretty much you know we were all in the same room looked over at our at the lawyers and like we want to go with the last one like all right we're gonna go with you we're gonna go with your deal and it ended up being on the ropes and gray website for um you know excellence in the workplace because this was like a huge like like i think it was something like a hundred fifty million dollar deal but isn't the span of yeah, it was like in the span of like, you know, a day that this all went down. <laughs> That's cool. And it was it was really quick, but just like being able to like work with the lawyers and you know having my hand and like making sure all the documents are drafted, making sure like all the paperwork is you know in order, getting all the electronic signatures done in a rush it was it was really stressful. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I looked at it, I was like, wow, this is a huge deal that just went down in the span of a day and I felt like I didn't, you know, do too, too much. I was essentially a glorified paper pusher, um, in my mind, but looking at what, what that was, the things I did and how they contributed to the actual end process. Um, and, you know, being recognized by the, you know, the firm for getting this done and having this big deal was actually really cool because, you know, I, when I first started out, I didn't know necessarily what, my roles in the deals were I thought it was just getting signature pages, just filing documents, but getting, being on something that was so quick and seeing it from start to finish. And, you know, it was a couple of days, but I, I hopped in right at the end. I got caught up on like who was involved in the first couple of days. It was really interesting and also really rewarding because it was, you know, it was fast paced, but it was, I don't know. It was just very, very satisfying to yeah. be a part I mean, of the team. When, that was when so. Else, yeah. When else in your in your life are you going to have an opportunity to work with 150 million dollars in a deal? I mean. Yeah, like I that, I can't even fathom that, what that looks yeah. like. Is the scope of that kind of what you're, you're getting at? I mean, that's pretty impressive in terms of. Yeah. Something something so yeah, and so significant came together so quickly, and you had you had a piece of that, you know. Yeah, and you know, for me, like I think. I, I I didn't think I contributed that much, but you know, talking to lawyers afterwards, yeah, like this couldn't have not gone any like any more smoothly. Like, it's really nice to actually feel appreciated for doing something that you know I didn't really know much about, but learning more at the end, seeing how it all kind of fit together, was something I felt was very rewarding at the end of the day. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so we've uh, we've been talking about your job here at Ropes and Gray for over 30 minutes now so we'll, we'll start to wrap it up so we can start talking about some of the other topics that um we wanted to discuss um yeah kind of the last question i wanted to ask you as we wrap up the legal talk 
Um, you're, you're, I mean, I don't know where you're at in your, in your phase at Ropes and Gray and, and what you're looking at in the future exactly, um, but I wanted to mm-hmm. ask you, what, if, if, if you're coming, I mean, I don't know if you're going to be moving on soon, but what are some of the major takeaways you've had so far in your year and a half there? Um, what are some of like, the major macro ideas that, and skill sets that do you have something that you'd like to share with people? Like you had a good job at a corporate paralegal, as a corporate paralegal in a good law firm, and people coming out, out, a lot, out of uh, undergraduate school, I'm sure a lot would love to have the job that you had. And so what, what are some of the things that um, you would say to these people that you've enjoyed most out of the job? What, are, what have you learned? Um, and kind of what, what are some of those major takeaways? So for me, um, it's one of the biggest takeaways I have of being in a big law firm is the social aspect and the networking aspect. So um, for people looking at law firms, you know, you can either go to the big time, like big law firms um, with, you know, hundreds of people in them, or, you know, they'll have, or you can go to maybe on the smaller side. One thing I would like to emphasize is, you're going to have different experiences in both, you know, being at a bigger law firm. First of all, a lot of the people there um, that I work with are um, on the younger side, I'd say. I mean, of course you have your partners who have been there for, you know, a while, but a lot of the people I work with are, you know, you know, mid, mid thirties, you know, like late twenties. Um, and it's really interesting to talk to those people because some of them were in the same exact position that I was in. And I get a lot of, kind of insight into how they got to where they are and I could talk to them about, you know, Hey, you were paralegal once, like what made you want to go to law school? Like what was some of the things that you wanted to, and I I guess this is what I should be answering, but like, it was like, what, what was going on in your head at the time? And just being able to talk to all these different people um, and get like their insight and get to know their experiences and just develop these relationships with these people who, you know, it's, I work with them, yes, but a lot of these, I've, I've made a lot of friends at my firm just, you know, just by being there and working with them, going out and, you know, having smoke breaks with some of these guys. Um, and you really learn a lot of, you know, what they want to do with, you know, um, with their law degree, you know, if they want to stay with Ropes and Gray, what, what they want to go into. And for me, as someone who's still trying to figure that out, um, it's really been beneficial to see, like, huh, I never thought you could do, you know, X, Y, and Z with a law degree. I never thought you, I could, you know, go and do this. I never thought about this type of career path. So being a big firm by meeting a bunch of people, you get that networking aspect of, you know, Oh, Hey, like, you know, my buddy does this, this and this. And like, if you're interested, like you can talk to them or like, you know, later down the road at the longer law school, I'm sure I can get recommendations from these people. So big law firms have those advantages for sure. Um, however, um, that being said, since it is big, you can sometimes get lost in the crap. But that's more of a personal thing. Um, I feel like if you're going for uh, going towards a big law firm, you have to look within yourself. Am I going to be? Am I a personable enough individual uh, to kind of m- make the most out of it? I guess. Um, and you know, that for me was one of my biggest takeaways. It's working on communication skills, working on networking, working on just kind of you know getting to know people, getting to learn more about, you know, what they, what these individuals want to do, what they've done, how they got to where they are. And that's helped me figure out what I wanted to do. 
and where I might want to go. Um, so for me, it's that's my biggest takeaway, just learning from the people who have done it, talking to them, and seeing if that coincides with what you currently feel is the path you want to take. Um, also, you know, the whole communication aspect, because if you're working in a law firm, you need, you need to have communication skills. You need to be able to articulate and talk to individuals, get your message across, you know, pick up on new ideas and, you know, kind of interpret that. So those two aspects, I guess, are uh, some of the two of the most uh, influential and beneficial aspects of being at ropes. For yeah, me. that's great. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, th those are very important um, skill sets and, and, and attributes to an individual that kind of will, will get you places in almost any field, really. Um, yeah, but I mean, really, having, in any field. Yeah, having work experience is, is kind of how you cultivate those kind of skill sets, too. So, um, yeah, it's great that you um, can, can notice that in the first place, and then people kind of um, need to learn that if they don't already, um, that how important those kind of things are. Yeah, that's some great legal advice. Um, as a paralegal, corporate paralegal, Mike um, had some great insight and all that stuff. But let's start getting into um, some of our other topics. We'll split this podcast up um, to try to manage the time well. Um, and so we'll get into our second round of topics, I guess, um, coming up right here. So that's a wrap to part one of the two-part podcast with my friend Mike Monahan. Thank you all for continuing to listen to Vicious Talk with Benny P. I'm hoping to have part two of this two-parter up maybe later this week or the next. In part two, Mike and I talked about his possible ambitions of opening a restaurant or food truck in the future and his interest in possibly integrating cannabis into his food and the legal, social, and nutritional hurdles that would entail. We also had some fun with a new segment called Would You Rather? So you're not going to want to miss that. So be sure to keep an eye out for part two of Mike's podcast here on Vicious Talk. Later this week, I'll be posting my weekly NFL picks against the lines with my good friend Jake Kelly for week nine of the NFL season. So also keep an eye out for that as well. But without further ado, that's going to wrap up episode 12 here on Vicious Talk with Benny P. I'd like to once again thank you all for listening. And so now just go out, have a great day, and always remember to be vicious. Vicious.